So I want to play this game. I'm going to read you a quote, and you have to tell me if it's something from a great piece of literature or if it's something I found on Twitter, okay? <laughs> literature or Twitter. Here's the first one. It is not in the stars to hold our destiny, but in ourselves. What do you think? Twitter, who are you following? William Shakespeare? Because that's who said that. It is not in the stars to hold our destiny, but in ourselves. Beautiful, isn't it? So true. Next one. Surrounded by MILFs at Taco Bell. Something familiar, something peculiar, something for everyone, a comedy tonight. Something appealing, something appalling, something for everyone, a comedy tonight. Nothing with kings, nothing with crowns, bring on the lovers, liars and clowns. Old situations, new complications, nothing portentous or polite. Welcome, Salt and Pepper Diner patrons, to Geek Salad episode 191. There's a horse. Loose in a hospital. <laughs> I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. And tonight we have a very special guest, returning host, Jim. Yo, sup, y'all? Hi, Jim. How are we doing? Hi, Jim. Shut up, Mike. God. <laughs> so we're doing this again. We're doing this. This is this is what we're doing. So anyway, we are here today to revisit an episode that we did oh so many many years ago. Um, Episode 69. Episode 69. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Hey, you're talking about beavers. Come on. <laughs> Two angry beavers. So we've decided that we're going to uh, redo our um, this discussion. Now that we have two new, and by new, that's a relative term. You guys have been around for over five years. Yeah. Oh uh, <laughs> two new um, hosts. So we want to get a little more input. Plus... The landscape of comedy has changed quite a bit in the last eight and a half years. Yeah, let's just say it. It's aged poorly. Oh, my God. Go back and listen to episode 69. I, I did this morning. Oh, man. I, w- I, I was listening. Oh, God. Between our love of Bill Cosby, how funny Louis C.K. is. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking, wow, most of these comedians are Either in jail or should be in jail by this point. Yeah. 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 And actually, Catherine had some uh, listeners' feedback on that one. Yes, she did. Oh, she did have some on on that one? Yes, that's right. Back when she was just contributing to the show but not joining it actively. Which I think all three of your your picks for tonight are the same three that you mentioned online. Yes. (laughs) Lazy. You can actually put them into words now instead of us trying to read your... Read your stuff. Read your thoughts. Read your yeah, exactly. And I, and I can tell you what clips to play of them. So it'll be well, fun. that's that's even better now. You have <laughs> you have more creative control in this. So we have quite a few um, people to go with. We're going to start with our social media feedback, as we always do, starting with Chris from Chris's Cultural Corner. KKK, that's not good. He's still around. He is still around. Yep. Jeez Louise. Hey, Andy, I have a quick list of my current favorite stand-up comedians. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you even got the voice. Yep. Not wrong. Jim Jeffries. Like a lot of people, I first noticed him from the YouTube clip about about him control. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I think you meant about gun control. Oh, about gun control? Yeah. Okay. That, that went viral for a uh, for map. Thank you, autocorrect. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea Peretti. Mm-hmm. I've never heard her stand-up. All I know is that she was like the weak link on um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I and say, yeah, She's she married to Jordan Peele. Oh, okay. Nikki Glaser. Mm-hmm. I've heard her stuff. It's not terrible. She's she's one of these she's one of these comedians like a lot of the the newer comedians who uh, really hit it big on Netflix mm. because Netflix will greenlight anybody. Yeah, yeah. Bastin Zone, Bill Burr. I like Bill Burr. I love Bill Burr. Bill Burr, Burr is funny. I, 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 but the funniest thing was when he showed up in The Mandalorian. Yes, it was. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so there's a space Boston. <laughs> Didn't say, wasn't there a. I fucking, like a, was I a fucking spiked that baby Yoda. I fucking spiked him like Space Gronk. <laughs> hey, kid, how you doing? Hey, Didn't fucking the, Space Sully. But there wasn't there like a, somebody made like a, like an action figure, of course, instead of like having a gun. He had like yeah, a whole Duncan's, stuff, yeah, yeah, like a, 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 a Dunkin' Dunkin 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 Donuts. Dunkin's. Yeah, no, let me ask you. Yeah, I saw that. Where's your fucking lightsaber, kid? (laughs) (laughs) Gary Goleman, very funny guy, and with all his mental health issues that he's been struggling with, I refer to him as the modern-day Richard Lewis. What comedian doesn't have a mental health issue? Exactly. Who isn't referred to as the modern-day Richard Lewis? It's like that whole thing that Patton Oswalt had once about, No, Mom, I didn't turn out okay, because I stand in front of in front of thousands of strangers a night talking about my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Whitney Cummings. Do you know she has a sex doll that looks just like her that she named Bear Claw? She just called him Whitney Cummings. Ooh. Boom, boom. That's disgusting. And the top of, of uh, Chris's list, one that we are going to go into a lot of detail about later on. John Mulaney, two words, street smarts. So, who else has got some uh, social media feedback? Or am I just pulling oh, it all up? No. Oh, uh, my friend, Catherine. My friend Sarah uh, voted for Margaret Cho. Ooh, okay. Ooh. I haven't heard her in a while, wow, but I've always yeah. liked her stand up. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, my husband, um, let me dig up my notes. Is he but doing I, Death Comedy Jam? No, actually. Uh, uh, Jim Carrey. We watched, we watched some old Jim Carrey stand-up, and it was actually quite funny. Pre, yeah, pre, pre-Living Color Jim Carrey was actually this was very, like, very, very Yeah, funny. this was like contemporary within Living Color. Yeah. Mid to late 80s Jim Carrey. Yeah. Well, when he was mis- basically Mr. Impressions. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Impressions and his contortion stuff. Yeah. Which is in living color. Yeah. And, uh, well, that's why he, think, yeah, that's yeah. Why he got hired. <laughs> but he did have the best characters on that show. Yes, he did. That's the oh, thing. Oh, yeah. He's Fire the breakout guy from that show. Yeah. Fireman Bill. Yeah, Fireman mean, Bill. He had the woman who, the, what is it? The, the uh, woman bodybuilder. The woman oh, bodybuilder. <laughs> <laughs> Venus DeMilo. Yes. <laughs> Venus DeMilo. And, uh, uh, yeah, my husband also voted for Alonzo Bowden, who we saw live in Boston a few years ago. Okay. And um, he's really funny. Uh, he he often is on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And, oh, and yeah. Like, yeah, his his album was, you know, You Had Me at Black, talking about Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's my that's all of my social media feedback. All right. We had uh, Matt Jones. Hi, Matt. Hey, Matt. Um, the Bradford the, Smith. It's, mm-hmm. it's dipping into the Wayback Machine a bit. But I was always a huge fan of Jake Johansson. He was at his peak in the early 90s, and my college friends and I were obsessed with him. 
Never heard of him. Oh, I've, I've, I've heard of the name, but I don't think I've ever seen him. Jake Johansson was one of those guys that was like that that mid to late 80s comic boom. He was he was mixed in with those guys. Like he really? he would have an HBO special. He would show up on like MT, remember MTV's half hour comedy hour. Yeah, yeah. He would show up on that back mm-hmm. in the day. I don't know. I mean, I, when I think the, the mid to late eighties booms, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking like big names like Larry Miller, um, Richard um, Jenny, Richard Jenny. Those names, those guys. Jake Johansson just did not crop does not crop into that. But nope. <laughs> And do you have any? Yeah. Mike, who oh, do you yeah. got? Uh, I got my uh, co-worker, Corey. He said, I know he's got get, I know he's got his ghetto style, but Bernie Mac. Uh, Julie um, brought Nick Offerman. Okay. Uh, Nick Offerman did a... Uh... Nick Offerman started as a stand-up. Really? A lot of yeah. people did, yeah. Wow. Hitler. <laughs> he was a failed stand-up comedian. That's why he That's turned right. to yeah. genocide. It wasn't, it wasn't painting that he failed at. Right, exactly. You know, yeah, one, one too many hecklers just put him over the edge. Yeah, exactly. And he lost his scrotum. Nice mustache! <laughs> Nine! Go. Uh, Paul English uh, brought up Robert Williams, stand-up set, so incredible. Best stand-up comedian I've ever seen live on Broadway and Weapons of Destruction are two of his sets I highly recommend. He's also got Chris Rock, is also an incredible comic in his 2008 special, Kill the Messenger, is a riot. I don't think I've heard Kill the Messenger. Hmm. Nope. Hmm. Um, my coworker Eric brought up Eddie Murphy. Of course, of course, and uh, and Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. Okay. Andy really likes Mitch Hedberg. So do you, Jim? I don't remember him. You just had like a, a visceral hatred for him. Here's a picture of me when I was younger. Every picture of you, of you is of you of you when you were younger. I think the reason why really was because when I got serious. That's all they used to play on Raw Dog. Yeah. Like, every other stand-up comedian was Mitch Hetberg, and it was just like, uh. It was a thing for a yeah. while. It's like that scene in The Simpsons where Homer's watching uh, The Prairie Home Companion, and Garrison, like, Garrison Keillor's just reading this stuff, and everyone's losing their minds. Like, I don't get it. He walks over to the TV. Be more funny! Be more funny! <laughs> I love Mitch Hedberg. Oh. Well, we talked about him last time, so. Yeah. He can't possibly put out any more material. No. Because he's, got he's three dead. albums and that's it. Yeah. Bill Hicks. Oh, Bitch Hedberg. Yeah, now I'm, I'm trying to remember. But yeah, because I see he's his... He's like a hippie. I see his memes all over Facebook. He's, he the, wears glasses, got long hair. He's like the blind... He's like the Shannon Hoon of Blind Melon of stand-up yeah, yes. comedy. That is not a compliment. <laughs> you know you remind me of? Shannon Hoon. Oh, God, get off the bill, dog. Come on, don't jump. Come on. <laughs> That's not that bad. We could have said spin doctors. <laughs> and, uh, I would have given you extra points if we could remember the lead singer of the, the spin doctors. Uh, Chris Barron. Uh, yeah, no, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> it was Chris Barron. Thanks. <laughs> and I got two more. You should not be proud. I'm not. Good. <laughs> Anyways. Continue, Mike. Continue, Mike. Sorry. Uh, two more. Eric Wilson brought up uh, Eddie and Chappelle and Not Too Far Off George Carlin. And James Federchick brought up uh, Younger George Carlin. Younger George Carlin. Yes. Okay. Can we, can we park on Dave Chappelle for a second? Yep. Oh, and... <laughs> He's got a bunch of new specials on Netflix. He does. He's back from crazy. 
Well, that's the thing. I mean, he was at the height of his career. Everything he, he had, he achieved everything that any comedian had ever dreamed of, and he walked away. Yeah. was like, I'm sure drugs had nothing to do with it. Yeah, I'm sure, you know. No, yeah. I actually, when I was saying, I was being sarcastic. I think you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Jim. After knowing you for how many years, I've never, I haven't picked up on your sarcasm. Well, that's not nice. Jeez. <laughs> Get out of my way. The um, when in doubt, he's being sarcastic. Yeah, pretty, yeah. I pretty much figured that out. <laughs> I think the thing with Dave Chappelle is now though is that he's still kind of stuck in that 2003-2004 era of stand-up comedy. AKA the Chappelle Show. AKA the Chappelle Show, where he's still using like the same style of material. He hasn't grown at all. Like well, he, I hasn't, am, he hasn't evolved. He hasn't. No, he I'm intrigued by what Eddie Murphy. What Eddie Murphy's stand-up is going to be like on Netflix because he's, going high class now, baby. he's one of those guys that has actually come out and said, listen, I understand I said a lot of horrible, horrible things in the 80s. I am terribly sorry. I am oh, going to no, do much be, for better. God's he was sakes. funny. He was, Come on, it was, was, it, was, it was the we all kind of realized what the era was. We, at the time. Much like history with comedy, you have to contextualize. Yeah, it was right. acceptable to say it back then. You right. didn't have to apologize for something he said. But by the same token, he evolved, he's kind of evolved <laughs> as a comedian. And that's what I'm where saying. Dave Chappelle is still stuck in 2000. Well, yeah, but his he should he's evolved as a comedian into meet the meet the crumps. Oh no! That's you, the watch, no did you watch the SNL? The clump, SNL? It, it's not the crumps. It's the clumps. Do you watch when he hosted SNL? Care. Do you watch when you watch when he hosted SNL? He killed it. Yeah, he killed SNL. You're because asking, you're asking me when the last time I watched SNL. Okay, was. that's the only the, reason I watched Eddie SNL Murphy. Was for Eddie Murphy's return, and he killed it. Eddie Murphy looked like a man who was happy to be there and not obligated to be right. there. Well, he, if you had. Eight children with eleven different women. You have bills to pay. Yeah, I'm sure they paid him well. I'm not sure but the how fact the math well, works, but okay. But the fact, but the fact that he, however, it is going, true though. He's volunteered. He's, well, I don't know volunteered, but he's going on. He's doing. He's going to go back to doing stand up. It's like that's huge. Yeah, because Netflix backed a dump truck of money up with a oh, big yeah, dollar I sign mean, on the side of the truck. I mean, yeah, he dumped a shitload of money in my ass. I'm like, yeah, don't do whatever you want. Oh, jeez, it's another Joe Andrews special. That's right. And you're going to swallow it and like it. Oh, God, he's going to be talking You ever notice how sometimes people who aren't from Puerto Rico, they drive like this? <laughs> and Puerto Ricans, they drive like this. <laughs> who did that? Oh, uh, it, it was a thing from The Simpsons. Yeah. yeah. I was watching a We're so lame. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever notice on My Hero Academia... <laughs> Hey, you'd appreciate shit. No, no, I would, I would, but I'm saying that's how it's you... It might be a very niche audience, okay? Yes. <laughs> Do you ever notice how most Puerto Ricans don't understand that people want them deported? Be the seven half Puerto Rican, half Japanese people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very diverse audience. It is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike, do you have any others? Nope, that was it. Okay, we got quite a few on ours here. So we got Stephen Dermody. Brought up from America, we have got uh, Mr. Patton Oswalt, who's had quite the career. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's a resurgence because he never really went away. But when you think about how different his comedy became after his wife died, yeah, yeah, I mean that special that he put out was amazing. It was sad. It was sad, but I still laughed. But it was very a lot. Yeah, it was it was therapeutic. Is what it was. Right. You know. 
But I mean, for him, I'm sure it was very. And I love the fact that you know things things are better for him now. You know. Oh yeah. Um. Well. John Mulaney, who again we'll talk about a little bit, and Steve Hofstetter. Steve uh, I'm, I'm familiar with him. Again, a lot of these people are people like Raw Dog. <laughs> Raw Dog. <laughs> we all we all have that free month of uh, series at one point or another, right? Yes, I got to be honest with you. I came back tonight. I was excited about this episode, and I'm very disappointed. Why is that? Because Larry the Cable Guy has not reared. It's early. Jim, it's early. We're, we're only we're 15 minutes in pre-edit. I mean, none of the blue-collar comedians... Have shown up yet? Not yet. Not but yet. You where's know? your sign? Or was it? Where's your sign? Or here's, here's your sign. sign. Here's, here's your sign. sign. Here's your sign, Mike. Here's your sign. Yeah. Well, I brought him up on the last show, and I, so I can't bring him up again. Yeah. You like Bill Engvall? Yes, I do. You know, we, we, had, don't. we had this conversation we had before. This, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, this is, apparently, we're having deja vu. Well, then vu. it's pretty poignant if I... Yeah, all right. We're having deja vu. All right, or so... Okay. Steve continues from the UK and Ireland. Eddie Izzard, Bill Bailey, and Dylan Morin. I like Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard. And uh, Steve closed out by saying, Hofstetter's Secret Optimist special on YouTube in its entirety is quite enjoyable, as is Morin's, like, totally... David James brings up Emo Phillips. Oh my god, no. really? Uh, no. but, you know? No. That's a downvote. He was kind of amusing when he opened for Weird Al when I saw him. Yeah. Mm. That's the only Hard to believe he's, he's he married Judy Tenuta. Are they still married? I. They might be. I just can't imagine what it must be like for those two to have sex. The only time he's funny is when he's It just sounds bags, like an accordion. It'd be like two bags of bones rattling against each other. Holy shit. <laughs> Brian Pozanowski brings up uh, Eliza Sh- uh, Schlesinger and John Mulaney. A lot of love for L- Mulaney. But back in the day, I loved watching Carlin. O- occasional host Todd Vickstrom brings up Mulaney, Mike Berbiglia, and Nate Bartkes. Did you say that right? Huh? Did you say I that believe right? I did. Jamie Shea brings up people who might think he's vanilla, but as a single father in my 40s, I like Jim Gaffigan. Gary Gilman, Mulaney, and James Vitch. Sharon McCauley brings up Jim Gaffigan. Yay! James Acaster, uh, Gabriel Iglesias, and Brian Regan. Yay! Brian Regan's actually pretty funny. Brian Regan's hilarious. What about the shithead with the puppets? Does anybody like him? Uh, no. Oh, we will talk, him out, talk about him. Don't worry. Okay. And a uh, friend of the show, Dave McLean, brought up George. I saw George Carlin in 1986, which I still think is one of the best concerts <clears throat> I've ever seen. He did the stuff routine, which my son now quotes 34 years later, which, cool. <laughs> cool. I'm glad, you know what? It's like my daughter quoting Monty Python. My wife looked at me today and she's like, you'd be so proud of your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and he is. I, I asked her to put all the cheese away that we got for, like, the shreddy cheese. And, like, we're essentially stockpiling at this point. Thanks, coronavirus. And she started reciting the uh, the cheese shop. <laughs> You'd be so proud of your daughter, and, and I, I am very proud of my daughter. And then we've got Daniel Duxworth, who brings up Dion Cole, uh, Cole-hearted on Netflix, as especially he recommends, Tommy Savitt, Red Fox, ah! and George Carlin. Red Fox, Jesus. And Steve Day closes us out with, all my favorites from the 80s are impossible to listen to now. <laughs> oh, I guess it was all right, that leaves us the round table. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for contributing yes, yes, to you. that. This is 
it's always fun to get like differing differing stuff. I, I love hearing all that. So let's um let's move on now to our favorites. Who wants to start us off? I think we should have Catherine go as Lady Shapiro. I no me first again. Yeah, oh, I know. God. All right. So I too, uh, Todd, like Mike Birbiglia. He's a local guy. He's from Shrewsbury. I didn't know that. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I have a habit in my life of making awkward situations even more awkward. Like, I've said this before, but like a few years ago, I was moving a new bed into my apartment, and this woman who lived in the building opened the front door for me with her key, and she goes, I'm not worried because a rapist wouldn't have a bed like that. That's how she started the conversation. Now... What I should have said was nothing. What I did say was you'd be surprised. And there's nothing you can say after that. You're just like, see you around the building, you know, that kind of thing. I'd say he got, he's one of the few comedians to get his big break through NPR because he did a lot of stories on This American Life. And they helped him make a couple of movies, and he just, like, exploded. I, when I just think of NPR, I just think of this SNL. Sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the SNL, <laughs> the guy doing the impression of Ira Glass was hilarious. <laughs> they had him on the show. They had him on uh, This American Life to be Ira Glass at Ira Glass. At, they did an episode called Doppelgangers. <laughs> but anyway, back to Mike Birbiglia. Um He was pretty funny. He was he was growing up trying to get his start and get into uh, comedy, and then um, so he starts touring. And it turns out he has a REM sleep disorder, where the part of your brain that like keeps you from acting out your dreams doesn't work. Yeah, you start beating up your you you start you act it out. You literally yeah. Just, so that's where like, sleepwalking comes from. Yeah, yeah. He his movie Sleepwalk with Me is quite good. And, like, he, you know, you climb up on top of the furniture. But he, like, was staying in a hotel, and he jumped out the window. Oh. Oh. And had to go to the hospital. Yeah. Fortunately, it was, a, it was like, the second floor. So it wasn't too bad, but he was trying to explain. I went through the window like the Hulk. I'm the Hulk. I'm the Hulk. He's trying to explain what's going on. and But eventually he finds out. He wasn't the Hulk? He was not, in fact, the Hulk. No. But that he has this thing. So he has to sleep in a sleeping bag. Zipped up all the way with mittens on, so he can't unzip the slipping bag while he's asleep. What happens if you have to go take a squirt? Um, I guess he wears diapers. Maybe he can have a stadium buddy. Or piss bag. Yeah, that's what a stadium buddy is. <laughs> stadium oh. pal. Yeah. It ties to your hog, and if you have oh, to okay. take a you can just, you know, let it rip. I don't know what you have to do if you have to go to number two. Well. That's an extension, extra money. Yeah. <laughs> Generally, you wake up, the and then you can work the mittens in the sleeping bag. Yeah. And he takes medication, too, on top of all this stuff. But his father's like a neuro neuro doctor. So it's like, you couldn't help that. <laughs> oh. All right, do that. All right. So my first one is rather obvious, but this is he is inarguably my favorite comedian of all time, Robin Williams. All right. Here's my idea for a fucking sport. <laughs> I knock a ball in a gopher hole. Oh, you mean like pool? Fuck off, pool! Not with a straight stick, with a little fucked up stick! A whack a ball that goes in a gopher hole! 
Oh, you mean like croquet? Fuck croquet! I put the whole hundreds of yams away! Oh, fuck out of yams! It's great fun there! Oh, yeah, that's a great thing! Oh, like a bowling thing? Fuck no! Not straight, I put shit in the way! Like trees and bushes and high glass! So you can lose your fucking ball and go whacking away with a fucking tire iron. I mean, the man is a legend. I remember watching his first episode, his first HBO episode, 1979. I was wow. Like, I was. How much cocaine do you think he did before that show? He was 90 oh, percent cocaine, Jim. Okay. All of it. All of it. All the cocaine in the Bay Area, just like. Ron Swanson, give me all your rags. You just no, but give me all your coke. Well, part of it was, I mean, I was six years old. I was staying at my uh, uncle's house, and it was like the naughty thing. You're staying, you know, it was like a, the naughty thing to do. You're staying up at ten thirty to watch an HBO special. You weren't watching Skin and Max because Lady Chatterley's Lover. No, that was later on. Okay. Was, yeah. I was realizing what Lady Chatterley's Lover was. <laughs> Sounds like an art flick. <laughs> but it's just, I love his. His manic kind of just stream of consciousness, just comedy, just it just flows. It just feels like it just flows out of him. Effort, it did effortlessly. <laughs> you know, as much as the cocaine flowed in him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then then you know, 1986 Live at the Met came out. Yeah. Which is, I think, arguably one of the best comedy Top concerts ever recorded. Is that the one where he talked about, I had to stop drinking because I uh, was tired of waking up with my keys in my ass? Yeah. No, well, it's one of my favorite, one of my favorite skits is he's talking about Teddy Ruxpin. Oh. He's like, he's talking about the kid the, going up to, you know, the, the, this thing getting possessed, and he's like, you must kill mommy and daddy. <laughs> and then just going, you must kill mommy and daddy. <laughs> I can actually hear him say that. Dude. Yeah. Well, that's what... This is after his daughter Zelda was just born. Oh, you know, so you see, you know, so he's talking about being being a dad, you know, and trying to come clean and being a father, and he's dealing with this like demonic Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> <laughs> he must kill mommy and daddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jim. Jim. You want to close out each round? I'm going off the beaten path. All right, yeah. So we'll let you close out each round. All right. All right. I got. So as you can probably tell, we had some minor audio issues with this episode. Not sure why. We just did, and for some reason, it completely dropped the name of the comedian I'm about to talk about. So that comedian is Mark Ellis. The host of uh, Collider Movie Talk. Okay. Before he quit, and then Collider got rid of Movie Talk. All right. But he he is a professional stand-up comic. Uh, I've actually seen him twice. I saw him once in um, down in Boston. I saw him once down in Orlando, actually, for, uh, when I went down to Star, uh, Star Wars Celebration. Okay. I'm excited. I have a girlfriend now. She's funny. She's beautiful. She's nonfiction, which is awesome. <laughs> and I had to make a move because I'm getting to that point in my life when you look around and all your friends are starting to meet people and they get married, they have kids. Then you always have that one idiot friend that never got it together. This is what it looks like, right here. Michael Bublé, after a bender. This is what it looks like. And it's becoming a problem in my family. Because in my family, there were two single people left. It was me and my mom. And that sucks, because my mom's out there. 
She's making an effort. She's trying new things. You haven't hit rock bottom till you bump into your mom on a dating website. He's uh, just he, he's kind of he's got some geek cred. So mm-hmm. he's like he does like a um, he does this great bit about um, his first album came out in like 2011. He's come out with a new album since, but I haven't listened to that one yet. But he's uh, talking about uh, Super Mario Brothers. He's like, um, tell me that, that the king has got, like, he's got the, all these armies. He's like, well, you know, I could send all my army down to get to uh, rescue my daughter from this big monster. But hey, remember those two guys we had fix the toilet the other day? <laughs> Let's get them into going. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to send two Italian guys to, to rescue your daughter. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's just racist. <laughs> But yeah, he, uh, yeah. His first album is called uh, I think Get, Get to the Castle. Okay. And his uh, second one that just came out not too long ago is uh, Dog Stepfather. <laughs> he, he's uh, he's got a very uh, close relationship with his girlfriend's dog. Oh, good lord! It's almost like that Brian Posehn bit about how his uh, after he got married they got a dog. And whenever the, his wife went to like sit down on the toilet, the dog would just come in and like jig its nose into her crotch. <laughs> Jesus, honey, you're spending a lot of time in the bathroom. I get it. <laughs> All right. So yeah, Mark Ellis. Awesome, cool. awesome. All right, so I'm going to bring up the one that a lot of our our listeners uh, brought up, John Mulaney. So Bittenbinder came every year with a program to teach us about the violent world waiting for us outside the school gym. And that program was called Street Smarts! Time for Street Smarts with Detective J.J. Bittenbinder. Shut up, you're all gonna die! Street Smarts! That was the general tone. He would give us tips to deal with crime. I will share some of the tips with you this evening. Okay, tip number one, Street Smarts! Let's say a guy pulls a knife on you to mug you. Because you remember the scourge of muggings when you were in second and third grade? You know how a mugger thinks, man, I need cash for drugs right now. Hey, maybe that eight-year-old with the goddamn Aladdin wallet that only has blank photo laminate pages in it will be able to help. So funny. Now, to say that this guy is having a moment in the last three years is a tremendous understatement. He's been around forever. And by forever, I mean like the last 10 years. Well, but actually, we briefly mentioned him uh, in the last... Briefly, because he was up and coming. Yeah. Now, like he just hosted SNL for the third time this Does past weekend. Does he have a movie or something? Why did he host it? I mean, he it... actually said, I have no reason to host. I do a very good John Mulaney impression, by the way. Okay, go ahead. Um, I have no reason to host. I am here to promote March. <laughs> you just sounded like yourself. Yeah. That's terrible. Go ahead. John Mulaney actually sounds like him. Yeah. Yeah, he no, did. Um, really. Wait, wait, wait. I've never you, seen you and John Mulaney in the same house before. Coincidence? I think um, not. He also voiced. John Mulaney's but, married to a Jewish woman. So yes, exa- yeah, yeah no. that's true. My wife asked me, what she asked me about the uh, the Ten Command, the, uh, the the Last Supper, and I'm like, honey, what do you think they're celebrating? I don't know. Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't realize they're celebrating Passover. Yeah. <laughs> My wife is a bitch and I love her. <laughs> but he voiced, um, if you're not familiar with him, he, he uh, voiced Spider-Ham in Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. But, oh my God, every one of his specials is just 
gold. I mean, first of all, the stuff he does on SNL. Like, the last three times he's hosted, he's done these musicals. Um, he's done these musicals uh, about just, like, buying weird things in weird places. Like, the first one he did was The Lobster. Um, but, you know, getting a diner a lobster. And they did a whole musical number on it. And then they had the one about the uh, bodega cat. And then this week it was buying the sushi at LaGuardia Airport. Oh, God. Yeah. Airport <laughs> and sushi. Just, oh, my God. It was airport sushi. It turned into all the other things that you should never eat in an airport. Oh, God. At the convenience store. <laughs> um, but his stand-up is so good. I mean, we just... He's got this bit about how you spend most of your time telling a robot that you're not a robot. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just need to get in and get my credit card statement and prove, prove, prove to me that you are not a robot. <laughs> be this an E or be this a three. The only one who can answer the question is ye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, he's so... I mean, Kid Gorgeous, which is his latest one, which is on, um, they're all on Netflix. Yeah. yeah he does right. this whole thing about this guy that, this cop that came to their school to scare them. Yeah. <laughs> Street smarts. <laughs> See, what you do is to not get abducted, you get a wallet, you put $50 in it. And then when someone comes up to you, you go, you want it? You throw it away. Go get it. <laughs> so I was prompted to go home and ask my dad, what do, you, what do I want for my birthday? Well, I want a wallet with $50 in it. Oh, not to spend, of course. To save my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everything, the, the whole thing about college. We need money. Really? I spent four years in the worst traumatic breakup of my young life. <laughs> And you want more. And you're asking me for money? Did you spend it already? Yes. <laughs> I was shooting cocaine into my veins the night before my graduation. <laughs> you asked me to sign off on a $100,000 loan? I was 17 years old. I was a child. <laughs> but, oh, God, he's just, he is amazing. I, I really want a new special soon because he doesn't do a lot of movies. He, well, he had that John Mulaney show that tanked after like three episodes. Oh, that was bad. That was really that was a really bad idea. I guess it's just you know get your get your foot in the door, get some name recognition, and then that didn't do it. I've noticed that most stand-up comics their their TV shows never last. It's long. very very rare. Yeah, like yeah. that Seinfeld that doesn't that didn't work out. Yeah. Seinfeld, yeah. Well, well, Seinfeld is in a Seinfeld is an exception. Known. Yeah. Home Improvement, yeah, which is essentially, it was just an extension of his... His comedy bit, yeah. His comedy routine. Yeah. Oh, no, I killed Wilson. Mork and Mindy. Well, off to jail again. Oh, no, Mork and Mindy. That was an extension of his comedy bit, though. That was that was his... his his vehicle. Yeah. That was his vehicle, right. That's what kind of brought him to a, to a broader mainstream right. audience. But, yeah. But then again, I mean... Talking about Louis C.K., he had that show Louis, which actually transcended really well from his comedy routine. Jim Jeffries had his own. Until we realized how much masturbating he was doing. Jim Jeffries in front of his show. interns. Well, that would have been nice. Yeah. yeah. Jim Jeffries had his own TV Did show he? for like two. Uh, on I thought you say Jim Jeffries masturbated in front of. Him. No, <laughs> not quite. No, he had he had a, a he had a series on FX for like three seasons. It, it followed Louis C.K. Ah. But, um... All right. Jim? Well, I decided I would go with uh, my least favorite comics of all time. Bold. No particular order. 
um, Dane Cook. Oh god. Uh, yeah. You know what? I, and I have to. I'm I glad that there's I, a, there's a bottomless pit that swallowed him up, and we never have to hear from oh, him. Oh no! I hate, I hate no to, no! He's coming back. I hate to admit there was a point in time where Diane and I actually liked him for a while when he initially first came out. Yeah, that one album. But then after and that, and then he became an like, insufferable douchebag. Exactly. And I mentioned this actually on the last time we did this on episode 69 is that. You knew he wasn't going to last, and that he was going to be an insufferable douchebag because he did that comedian thing, which I hate when comedians do it. Their second album they released, that unwanted double album. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like he's, like, the popular kid's comic. Like, the popular guys would have liked him. Yeah. You know, he's just... And I and I listen to it, and it's like he... The one thing that always stands out to me, people in the, in the, people in the audience are literally shatting their pants... He said, I was having spaghetti dinner with my girlfriend, and I'm paraphrasing the shit out of it because I can barely listen to the guy. Yep. And she, she sneezed, and I said, God bless you! And the whole place erupts in laughter, and I'm sitting here going, I'm, I can take subtlety. You know, there, I can find things like that funny. There was nothing funny about it. Mm. I mean, it was literally, he was talking about common table manners. Yeah. And yeah. they were losing their crap over it. But a lot of times what he does with that is he kind of repeats the words again but slower just because that might be the brain capacity that his audience might have What at I this have time. to say is not funny, so if I slow my cadence down and it sounds different, maybe that'll tickle your funny bone a little mm. bit. It did not. Right. <laughs> He's again, he's one of those comedians also that shoves his face right into the camera. And you know what? Like, he had that one album and they just just ejaculated him all over the fucking television. Yeah. I and mean, you've got, like, three television shows. He was in movies. You know, he, you know, they tried to give him a movie with, I think Jessica Simpson was his co-star. Yeah, Jessica guy. Alba. Some Jessica. Yeah. And, I mean, it was just like, every time you turned the television on, there he was. He's, he was a way, he's a, yeah, on, on, on movies, he's a way douchier Ryan Reynolds. Right. Yeah. Without the talent. Without and again, talent. I remember after the, um, I remember after the marathon bombing, um, you know, they had the Boston comedians come together. Right. And he had an album dropping, I think, a month later and refused, absolutely refused to do any of his new material for fear that it might affect sales of his new album for a fucking fundraiser. I'm sure he's telling that story to all his co-workers at Arby's these days. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe, hey, maybe he is really a short order cook like he was in um, Waiting. That was his only good role. Yeah, he, he never spoke. Huh? I don't think he... I think he barely he spoke barely in that. He had like five lines because he just kind of like jackhammered him in there. I mean, that was definitely a vehicle for Ryan Reynolds and... Uh, who's that kid? Andrew Malinakis. Where'd he go off to? Exactly. Wherever all uh, failed MTV people go to die. Arby's. Much music. Much music. <laughs> all right. Catherine. Catherine, you're up. All right. Next up on my list is Christopher Titus. Okay. Spinach is deadly. Popeye's a lion bastard. It's the end of the world. Vegetables are killing us now. What the hell is going on? And it all started a little while ago, because August 25th, 2001, my wife gave birth to our first child. Then September 11, 2001, I realized how bad my timing sucks. In the five years my kid has been alive, all hell has broken loose on the planet Earth. And I'm not blaming her for all of it. I'm hoping it's a coincidence. Terrorism, war, diseases we can't cure, hurricanes, tsunamis, spinach, France. 
It's the end of the world. It's an Armageddon checklist. Pope John Paul didn't die. He pre-boarded. Um, I just think he's hysterical. Uh, I've, I've got a couple of his specials on DVD. Andy's a huge fan. Go ahead. And a TV show. And <laughs> <laughs> his TV show. His TV show. Actually, I, I loved his TV show. Oh, Andy really liked it. Andy? Actually, I'll admit, his stand-up is really good. Yep. I didn't like the TV show because... He mugged at the camera too much. He, yeah, just like Jay Cook. Face right in there. Just... What are you doing? Are you trying to get past my face? You can't get past my face. My face sticks to the whole screen. <laughs> check it out. Check how, it out. Check how, it out. How can you get past my face? It's like that show Shasta McNasty with Jake Busey. Same thing. Congratulations. I did not roll out of bed today and expect to hear a Jake Busey reference. Well, but here we are, Thank Jim. Thank you for that. Thank here you. we are. The drugs didn't kill all my brain cells. I'm playing second role to Casper Van Diem in that bug movie. <laughs> Play second fiddle. Literally! Literally! Oh, wow. Woo! No, but you remember there was a fiddle. Do hey, I, you, I remembered Casper Van Dien. I should get something for that. I own that movie. I've seen it a bunch of times. <laughs> Oh, you mean um, Aryan Ubermensch, Casper uh, Van Dien? But who is, it? Who is in that movie? What stellar talent is in that movie? Neil Patrick, Denise Richards. Harris. Neil Patrick Harris, yes. Yes. And Clancy Brown. And Clancy, well, yeah. How'd you hate Cam Clancy Brown? Who hates Clancy Brown? Nobody, Nobody does. Mike hates Clancy Brown? No, I no love one. Clancy Brown. But, getting back on top here. Christopher Titus. Christopher Titus. What I like about Christopher Titus is a lot of comedians... Master trauma behind their comedy, or master yes, comedy, yes. much like Louis Anderson. But I mean. Christopher <laughs> Titus actually yeah. puts it out there, and that's he says, the comedy. He's like, "This is why I'm fucked up. My father sucks. My girlfriend's trying to kill me. My 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 mother. We shot can understand all of it, by the way. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> no, a Louis Anderson always did. I make tra- comedy out of tragedy. Yeah, but he. Yeah, but he's that whininess that Louis Anderson does. Is yeah, just it's like, not not whiny at all. It's just. It's uh, <laughs> you know, he says things and people, people in the audience, he's like, you know, you can, you can get on the bus or stay on the curb, but I'm fucking driving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm leaving these beers over here. We're we're beyond the two drink minimum at this point. Yeah. Sexy lighting, Mike. <laughs> All right. Ooh, sexy sax. Oh. Don't bend yeah. over. Yeah, Christopher Christopher Titus, uh, like his fifth annual into the world tour, talking about it's like. You know, people people that want to mess with our country should just be forced to watch ESPN and two for a while. It's like we build monster <laughs> trucks for fun. <laughs> Make them watch the Ocho. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. like, that man has no balls. <laughs> Piss us off and see what we'll build. <laughs> Don't mess with a nation that needs medication, because we will b- jack the shit out of you, and then we'll send you food. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Because we're America, we're schizophrenic like that. <laughs> Joe, all right, I'm in, I'm calling an audible. All right, on my list. Yep, and I'm going with a, a local, another local boy, Dennis Leary. Yes. Is it impossible to get a cup of coffee flavored coffee anymore in this country? Huh? What happened with coffee? Did I miss a fucking meeting with the coffee? Huh? You can get every other flavor except coffee flavored coffee. They got mochaccino, they got chocaccino, frappuccino, cappuccino, rappuccino, rappuccino, alpuccino. What the fuck? 
www.whatthefuck.com. I walked into a Starbucks about a year ago, a little kid behind the counter. I go, yeah, give me a regular. Regular what? Coffee. <laughs> what flavor? Coffee flavored. Okay. I'm surprised he did not get more love on this. Honestly, movie. a he lot has... of it has to do with he hasn't done stand-up in forever. Yeah, his stand-up yeah. career was oh, short, but, but his it was, movie it, and TV career is long. But his stand-up career was... I mean, the first album was very funny. The, his first album, I mean, come on. I'm an asshole is such a classic. Because I'm an asshole. You know what's nice, though, too? When he turns around, you can see Lou, what is it, Lenny Clark's hindquarters because it's really jammed <laughs> right up his bum hole. Along, oh with, Cam, along with Cam Neely's. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, Cam, they're, they're on. They're on but, I mean, I, I think Lenny Clark might be his janitor. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis, what do you need? What do you need, buddy? What do you need? What do you need? Ooh, ooh. You need someone over for you, Dennis? Huh? Huh? I'm Lenny Clark. I mean, his acting career is actually, uh, like, though, you know, if it wasn't for Kevin Spacey, like, the ref would be one of, like, my favorite movies. <laughs> you like, want to pee in this cup? You can shake. Don't worry about it. You can get it all over me. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, just because... Sandlot is amazing. Sandlot's amazing. He's got a very small yeah. role, but he's a good, he's good at it. Did you guys ever watch Rescue Me? Oh, God, I watched it all the time. I thought it was great. Oh, it was I thought he movie. was great in that. Just because he showed, he showed so much Lenny range. Clark? Lenny Clark? Was Lenny Clark in it? Lenny Clark was in it. Wow. Please, like, alcoholic uncle. But I mean, come on. No. The, like the one, the one line from the ref that he owns. Lady, your husband ain't dead. He's, He's hiding. hiding. <laughs> or, or after, after the Red Sox won the World Series when he did the Mastercard commercial. Oh yeah. And the guys come in to claim his balls because he bet it. Yeah. I would give my tool, my left, my left nut. nut. Yeah, that's. We're off the Red Sox doing the World Series. Yeah, that's something like to say. He's like. Yeah, we're here to collect. <laughs> I, Dennis Leary, would give my left nut to watch the World Red Sox win the World Series. Yeah, that sounds like something I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> he just like puts his arms up. <laughs> yeah, I just this was a college staple. No cure for cancer it was yeah. a college staple. Yep. And he was also an amazing Spider-Man. That's right, yeah. God. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Captain Stacy. Captain Stacy, and then in Amazing Spider-Man 2, we just showed up and haunting ghost. things, looking disapprovingly at Andrew Garfield, shaking his head. Can't even smoke in this one, no. Okay! <laughs> Why are you in this movie? He was told that it was going to be an Academy Award winner and nominee in that movie. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Wish I was in radio. <laughs> 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 I kind of I kinda wish I kind of wish he'd go back to stand-up comedy. I'd love to see him at the Calvin. He does every year when they do that Boston comedy. Oh, Boston home. Home, yeah. yeah, they do that. They also do like I the, think Lenny Clark does it. I'm sure he does. And then cleans up after. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then they go to the Calhoun and have a. And they go to the well. No, I think Lenny Clark headlines the the, the like the ha ha hut outside yeah. near the Golden Banana. Some somewhere on Route One. Yeah. There's Lenny Clark. It's like that strip of Route 20 in Worcester where there's nothing but strip clubs, like low-end <laughs> strip clubs. What are you doing? Coming tonight, Lenny Clark. Like, like Auburn. Yeah, exactly, the Auburn line. I think they call it the C-section scar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys going to that time of the month today? <laughs> Did you go to the stack of flapjacks? <laughs> Legs and eggs, everybody. Oh, oh, God. Oh, 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 no, but that does bring up that great Chris Rock bit. 
And there's some people who eat at that nasty ass strip club buffet. <laughs> McDonald's is across the street. <laughs> Legs and eggs. Legs and, Legs and eggs. eggs. Yeah. Nothing, nothing like a breakfast buffet at a strip bar. It's like Barney Stinson has his Thanksgiving dinner at the Lusty Leopard. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time when we were in um, with an old job. I was in Baltimore in business, and we took our uh, boss to a strip club. And like, we need to eat something pretty soon. He's like, "Eat here, fuck you." Fuck you. <laughs> I will, I will say, "Fuck you" enough to you fire me because I'm not eating here. I missed that. Where? Baltimore. At a strip club. We were at a strip club in Baltimore. Yes. When? This is like when I was a dish. So like early two thousands. Are you lying to me? No. <laughs> No, we we brought our boss there, and it was like, I'm starving. Let's go eat something. You can now, eat here. We isn't just you. No, it is not just me. Going there at eleven o'clock, seeing all the girls who know the guys. Hey, Lenny, you forgot my birthday last week. <laughs> oh, oh God, Johnny, I told you, no more nickels. <laughs> all right, continue. Are you done? I'm done. Dennis Leary? I can't, I can't follow that up. And that, se- oh, and that segue uh, into strip clubs? Mike, go ahead. Speaking of strip clubs, go ahead. Well, I'm not taking my shirt off of you. Here's a dollar. <laughs> okay. In well, nickels. if you're going to do so, let me just go get the bucket in the bathroom. All right. Anyway, uh, number two is Paul F. Tompkins. All right. So this video store, I knew they were hiring. And I knew they were aggressively hiring. (laughs) Because the name of this video store was Beta Only. (laughs) You heard what I said. (laughs) Beta Only was a video store that trafficked exclusively in Betamax videotapes. This was in 1990. (laughs) The dream of Beta had long since died. (laughs) Save for a hearty band of eight people who made up our entire customer base. Uh, I actually really like Paul F. Tompkins. Yes. Uh, I mainly know him. Nope. No. I mainly know him from his uh, his times with Riff Tracks. Yep. But I've gone back and listened to some of his albums after that, and he is very, very funny. He, oh, he's one of the guys who does that. He he's he occasionally guest stars with him. He's yeah. a con- oh. he's a like a he also um, posted lot, the the Dead of, Authors podcast. Mm. He does a lot of stuff on Comedy Central too. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And my favorite bit of his was uh, when he's talking about like oh, people like to be scared. That's not true. Yeah. Like, I've never been, you know, have, had a, mug, a mugger shove a gun in my chest. And the, oh, this is awesome! I am having the time of my life! <laughs> uh, he, has, he has this bit about, like, watching a scary movie. And, you know, that scene that every, every scary movie has, guys in a bathroom. He's like, takes a look in the mirror. He's like, it's just you and me against all those monsters out there. I'm going to go down and splash some cool water in my face. And when I'm back out, we're going to go out and kill those monsters. He looks down, splashes the water, looks up. There's a monster in the wind in the mirror <laughs> behind him. And he was, like, constantly terrified of that. And then until he realized, in his bathroom, there's not enough room for a situation like that to <laughs> actually happen. For that situation to happen in his bathroom, the words, excuse me, would have to be employed. <laughs> Is he making fun of Candyman? He might be. It might be. <laughs> Which, by the way, they're remaking that. Yeah. yeah. I hear it's really a sequel. 
Oh, yeah, okay. it is. It's oh, you the, ruined it. The God the first one. Are they getting Tony Todd back? Yes, yes, they are. Oh, okay. Nice. Well, good. All right, you good? Yeah, I'm good. All right. So next up on my list is uh, Ali Wong. When you have a newborn baby, your marriage is very weak because you're both stressed out. You look like shit because you don't shower no more. You're resentful of each other. Whose idea was it to bring this new roommate into the world? (laughs) Your marriage is very vulnerable and easy for an outsider to invade and colonize. (laughs) If we had hired a 25-year-old man who was not ugly. (laughs) Great with my daughter and said yes immediately to every chore I asked him to do with a positive attitude. (laughs) Oh, you best believe that I would eat the shit out of his butthole. Who has two amazing specials on Netflix? Like we watched them back to back. We were just we we're just in love with her. The weird thing about both of the specials is is that she's about eight and a half months pregnant in both of them. With the same kid? No, different kid. Okay. But she had one kid on top of the other, and it was just that poor first kid. I know. <laughs> but I mean, her she's got this great bit about how. She is half Chinese, half Vietnamese. Her husband is half Japanese and half Filipino. So after a hard day's work, they just go home, sit down, and just shit on the Koreans. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, they're each half classy Asian and jungle Asian. Classy Asian, the Chinese and the Japanese, get Olympics. The uh, the Vietnamese and the um, the Filipino get diseases. <laughs> she, What's going on in China right now? Oh, I know exactly. It Oops. sounds like the first title for a Morris Day song. Like, <laughs> jungle Asian. <Yeah. laughs> Jerome, but, do you think Jungle Love or Jungle Asian sounds better? <laughs> but she's one of these these comedians that essentially is the you know you 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 write about what you know. And she knows a lot about, you know, family, about being, you know, being pregnant twice in a very short period of time. The, um, the lengths it takes to get there. But the, the, both, both specials are very, very fresh. There's a lot of great new material in each of them. She's got this great bit about how women aren't nearly as aggressive as men when they're teenagers. It's not like you get some girl leading her boyfriend to a to a secluded uh, playground somewhere. Oh, Spencer, just give it to me right now, Spencer. Oh, my pants fell off, Spencer. Come on, go down there, Spencer. <laughs> I think Catherine's offended. Keep going. <laughs> I don't uh, know what to do with that. Uh, Trust yeah. me, well, we've the, gone a lot worse in this book. No, we have, the we only, have. The, the, only, the only thing I know her from was she did that Netflix movie or Always Be My Maybe yeah. with Keanu Reeves. Is that whole scene with Keanu Reeves where he's walking into the restaurant? She's on a date with the Keanu Reeves. Oh, and that's all she talks about is Keanu Reeves. She she's a writer for um Off the Boat. Yeah, and she also appeared for like the, this latest season of Big Mouth, along with John Mulaney. <laughs> so. John Mulaney was referred to more on this episode. I know yeah. it's just tough, you know. 
I, biggest can't comedian wait till in the we world. We find out something horrible about him, so the next time we do this show, we're it'll, it'll be horribly him. dated. Yes, <laughs> in another eight and a half years, we'll figure wow. that out. Yeah. Wow, John Mulaney did not. Oh my God, <laughs> I can't believe he I'm ran it now. I can't believe he ran that dogfighting ring all those years under our noses. <laughs> And he named all his dogs Michael Vick. That's sick fuck. <laughs> Catherine. Oh, actually, Jim. Jim, you're up. Well, again, I'm going with the theme of least favorite Least comics. favorites. Back in the 70s, there was a very hot comic. <laughs> you know, every comic has to have some sort of a gimmick. Now, that could be something physical, like a puppet. Or that could be just a cadence. You're not talking about Willie Tyler and Lester, are you? Well, I'm not, I was. Not, not, well, not, I was now. But now. But now. No, no. I'm going to go with the watermelon smashing. Oh, God. Long haired, except he's got a bald pate, which I called Hair Island. <laughs> Gallagher. Oh. Which, oh. Gallagher. Which, which one are you talking about? Little Gallagher one. There's more than one. I know this guy, his brother Gallagher, too. He's got a twin brother who runs the same routine. Is it like a fucking yeah. franchise? It is. Yes. It, it seems like he it's pays it royalties. Just okay, be- yeah, okay. If you join the Gallagher franchise, you get a mallet and a kumquat, and you go and you smash it. Grow that hair out, shave the top. I watched his, I watched his routine, because I said to myself, I have to... Part that sea of watermelon seeds and <laughs> apple cores that are going to fly at me to try to see if there's actually something funny. I know one person who finds him funny. You know who it is. Oh, Tim? No. Uh, yeah, I was going to say Tim, but... No. He, he doesn't talk about farts enough. No. Um, no. Mike. Cicerone? Really? He's not that bad. Uh, he, he says that about everybody. Yeah, he's really All right, because you know how we can tell he's not that great? Because for every comedian, even the bad ones, we can kind of repeat a little bit of their act. You can't do that with Gallagher. No, he has nothing. He you, you really, there are no jokes. Uh, it's just, I mean, I'm yeah. going to squash this fruit. Yeah, I mean, if, uh, <laughs> even the Simpsons shit all over him is like in the opening for that monorail was Gallagher. <laughs> I mean, I, fi- I, fi- I figure if, if I'm going into a theater and it requires me to wear, like, Plastic. If you're gonna go to the theater like, the same way you go on Splash Mountain, <laughs> minus the racist tar baby, yeah. <laughs> they got rid of that, you know. Yeah, oh, I know I they did. So. <laughs> they absolutely hated him on MSTCK. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Joel, hey, Joel, during his stand-up times, apparently had some so many bad, really bad um, experiences with Gallagher that he just. Every, well, wouldn't it bother you have. if you're like a talented comedian who actually has an act and you're getting pushed aside by this fucking disgusting Birkenstock wearing hippie who's smashing Imagine melons. opening for him and then watching him kill. Hey guys, well, thanks for listening to my 15 minutes. Well now, put your hands together for a real fucking comic genius. Gallagher. The one. <laughs> the only. Wait, no, that's not true. Gallagher! There's seven of them. <laughs> How come Gallagher 3 is black? The, uh, no, they had, his mother had octuplets on the Gallagher. <laughs> it's like Menudo. They breed them. Yeah, there's they a little breed, town somewhere. They call Gallagherville. Hey, you're from Puerto Rico. Are you from Puerto Rico? <laughs> I could have been. <laughs> it's Ricky and Joey. He was, and... He, was, he was on the short list. Then the 80s ended. That's oh. right. <laughs> I will remember you. <laughs> Who are your influences? Eric Clapton. Get the fuck, get the fuck out of here. Exactly. 
Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Gravitas. The door is that way. <laughs> Mr. I take music seriously. <laughs> so, yes, Gallagher is, is right up there. I just don't. Nobody gets it. No. Nobody thinks he's good. No. No, it's. No. No, it was no. it was at the same time when Doug Henning was a big thing. It's like, well, Doug Henning, we need to be stoned <laughs> yeah. wow. to enjoy this. Doug Henning, the dirty, disgusting hippie magician. I'll make, I'll make my soap disappear <laughs> in the trash because I don't use it. Keep going. I mean, I hate to say it, but my dad likes Gallagher, so that tells me everything. No, well, there you go. But then again, he likes that com- that comedian that wears a bag over his head. Oh, the unknown comic. The unknown comic. Oh, my dad loves. He's got a funny. Yeah, yeah, Jesus, Jesus, Showing up at the gong show. Seven thirty Saturday night, channel fifty six at my dad's apartment. Oh my god, it's been a long fucking day. All right, next he showed up on. He actually showed up on. Shanana. Uh, of course he did. He did. Well. Wasn't that the best concert you ever went to, Jim? You were, were you telling me that on Saturday? No, that was the first concert. No, the first been. concert. Good God. Bowser's a sex symbol. Keep going. Yeah, okay. Catherine. All right. I Actually, was... this is your last one. Do you want to go over your, your honorable mentions before you go into your last one? I'm going to go over a couple of my honorable mentions because I just threw a whole splat load Bunch out there. Bunch on the splat load. Yep. Yeah, we've, we've talked about George Carlin. Um, I saw Jeff Dunham live many, many moons ago. It was during the Big Dig. That was a big dig. Yeah, it's either before or after the big dig. It's yeah, yeah, it's one or the other. It's BD or AD. Yeah, BD. It was it was pretty funny, and they were like, it was right before Christmas. It was sixty degrees out. He's coming from California, so he packed like all his wool coats and pants. He's like, great, perfect, and uh, uh, I like Jeff Dunham. Yeah, like some of it. Some of his comedy, like these days especially, is kind of like too far right for me. But yeah, some some of his puppets I'm not fans of. But Dead Ahmed, I, oh, I love I, Ahmed the Dead Terrorist. I, I love it. I okay. I've jingle bombs, Jeff, jingle bombs. I've seen Jeff Dunham live in concert at at the Garden. In no, at the Garden, at the Old Garden. Yes. Holy shit! I saw, but this is I the saw, context you have to you have to imagine the context. This was when I was married to my first my first wife. She got talked into Amway. <laughs> so, the people who talked her into it dragged us along to the convention oh. in Boston at the garden. This is a fascinating story. Oh god, yeah. And that's where I saw Jeff. That is my Jeff Dunham story. I saw him at an Amway convention. Does Amway sell feminine products? Yes, I'm yes, sure they do. do. Oh, good. And I'm sure somebody's got a garage full of them they can't unload. Yeah. Because it's fucking Amway. Well, after that weekend, I was like, we are not doing this. <laughs> I got my free concert out of it. None of this works. Yeah, None of this works. You had to go listen to a spiel to like, look for your reward. You get to listen to a guy who puts a sock puppet on his hand. Good much, yeah. Okay, good. Continue. I, I, I did like his bit where, you know, people do the bit where they're in the dentist's office. But, of course, this is Jeff Dunham. He's got all the yeah. equipment in his mouth. Yeah. And it's like, how are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you? It's like, it's a, he's a ventriloquist. What do you expect is going to happen? 
So he could actually talk back when they're working on your teeth. That was like, that's <laughs> worth it to learn ventriloquism right there. I, I do a little bit. Like, don't, you don't ever go, want to go to the prison. Why is that? Bend over, puppet boy. <laughs> make, your, make my daddy talk. Oh, you oh. are. <laughs> Move on. Moving you on. You are disgusting. Wow. Good God. Speaking of, he should have a bag on his head. Damn it. <laughs> With a roll of toilet paper. With a roll of toilet paper. paper. And my, my other honorable mention that I want to go into would be uh, Ben Bailey. Okay. Um, his his special that I discovered and had to buy on disc when it was no longer on Netflix or whatever it was, uh, Road Rage and Accidental Ornithology, um, <laughs> was hilarious. I still like watch it every year or so, and it cracks me. Still cracks me up. Mm. He was he was Cash Cab Guy. If you <laughs> okay. ever watched Cash Cab. Oh Cap. yeah. And uh, and so he's like. I know I'm the cash cab guy because people come up on me in the street and they go, you're the cash cab guy! And he goes, I know! But there's a point at which, you know, he's... And he made a face of disgust. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's, it, like, he talks about the fact that you're, you're, when you look for things on Google and Google tries to tell you what you're looking for and you're like, that's not what I was looking for. <laughs> But okay, tell me about it anyway, Google. <laughs> and eventually, you know, two hours later, you're an accidental ornithologist. <laughs> you know, all these things. Don't I know it. <laughs> that reminds me of the Arj Barker bit about you go on Google and you type something and you accidentally misspell it. It's like, did you mean ornithology? What the fuck are you to ask me what I mean? <laughs> but he talks about, you know, birds that are nearly flightless. <laughs> and... I don't know, and and it's just I think it's fun. Sure. <laughs> Any other uh, honorables? Um, I saw John Oliver live while ah. he was still on the Daily Show. Ah, mm. how is he live? He is he excellent. Is amazing. I saw him about two years ago live. He was, he was trying. He was trying out some of his material actually. So, uh, he he did the he did the bit about you know he was saving all of his toys to sell packaged on eBay when what he really should have done was found eBay. <laughs> <laughs> but and. So I saw him do that, and then he did it on The Daily Show, and I was like, I was there when he tested it. <laughs> I was so proud. And he was op- the, the act that opened for him was like this horrible racist twit oh. who did this thing where, was like, that after his he, name? It is now. Yeah. And whenever whenever he told, like, a joke, his, his sim sign to you that he had gotten to the punchline was to tuck his chin into his neck. Oh, I hate when they do that visual cue that you're supposed to laugh. And it was like, ugh. We walked out, you know, and he's standing there with all his CDs when we left. And I was like, my friend was like, that was awkward. And I'm like, no, you walk past him with your head held high going, yuck. But you look at him dead in the eyes as you walk past him, too. Yeah. Be like, no, buddy, you're awful. I but, saw. But John, yeah, John Oliver was excellent. John Oliver has this bit about taking his two-year-old son to England with him to go visit his family. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> he's like, and I go into this store, and my son's just looking around and like, hi. Hi, hi, hi. And the shopkeep is like, he's a happy little cunt now, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he is. And he also repeats everything he says. And that word has a very different meaning where he lives. And I can't wait to have to explain that to everybody I live with. Oh, my God. It was great, too, because we were, we went to Foxwoods. And first of all, anyone who's not familiar with the Foxwoods Resort and Casino, it's in the middle of nowhere. So he's just talking the whole time about, I walked through this forest, and I saw this 
gathering of trees, and there was some light in between, and I walked through it, and here I am now. <laughs> <laughs> and then he spent 20 minutes shitting on Tom Brady's bean diet. Oh, God. Who eats just beans? I don't even have a dog in this race. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, he's... He's British, but he's, he's married to an American uh, veteran. He's yeah. Soldier, but he's... Oh, my God. He is so funny, though. We... Last week tonight is like one of my weekly rituals. I yeah, think I have yeah. to watch that show. I love that show. Yeah. Oh my probably, god! Probably watch it tomorrow. They have the best art department of any late night show. Yeah, because they just whenever something this image just pops up on the screen, I'm like, I just they should just hand them an Emmy every single time <laughs> they put anything up there. I just wish they would bring back the uh, why is this still a thing? When they're talking about like Hollywood whitewashing. Yeah. Ridley Scott was quoted when he directed Gods and, uh, uh, what was it, uh... Gods and Monsters? God, no, Gods and Men. Oh. Oh, yeah. The Ten Commandments thing. Oh, dear. It's like, we needed to make sure, we, we had to hire white actors because we needed to make sure we had bankable stars. Yeah, and I'm sure that, that that's great news for whoever the fuck this guy is, referring to, uh, Joel Edgerton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that show was brilliant. Yes. He is just, he's so funny. He was... I, I, I remember watching The Daily Show when he hosted while uh, well, John Stewart yeah, was away. Yeah. And I think the thing that sold people going, he can definitely carry a show, was the episode where they lost power halfway through, <laughs> right before the interview. And so, like, they had to, like, run around and get, like, lights and, and extension cords from wherever and, and to power and do the interview. And at the end, he's like, well, that's the show. And he leads the audience in <laughs> singing the closing credit music. <laughs> And everybody was into it. They're like, da 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 He had that great bit where they send him to England to await the birth of the royal baby, the first one. Mm-hmm. And they're showing, like, they just show, like, this old guy who's just standing on the street. And he grabs an electric razor. He's just shaving his chin. Oh, yeah, just make sure you don't want to have any peach fuzz on you in case you get to meet the royal baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, God, he's so brilliant. So you like him? I love him. Okay. I do. Go ahead, it, has nothing, it has nothing to do with him being British. Oh, if he yeah, was Dutch, no. he wouldn't give Ripper and Rat's ass about <laughs> <laughs> Any others on your honorables, or are you ready to do your last one, Catherine? Uh, uh, I'll leave the rest of my honorables for another time. All right. Um, God knows we're going to vi- revisit this in eight and a half years anyway, so. Okay. <laughs> cool. When we, when we have your kids on the show. Yeah, exactly. When they're old enough to actually curse and stuff, yeah. What? Scarlet will be home from college in eight and a half years. Okay. Don't remind me. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. So, I'm, I'm right nice there. mouth! I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I know, I know. Anyway. Yeah, you do. I'm sorry, Catherine. <laughs> we, keep, we keep interrupting you. That's fine. Uh, uh, so, the last comedian that I really want to talk about is Lewis Black. Ah. Uh. Who I saw, I've seen live as well, and and he is just, he does a great show. And I know about hallucinations, because I took LSD when I was young, just to prepare me for this moment in time. I saw my refrigerator turn into a puma and run away. And I tracked that son of a bitch for three days, mostly wondering, what am I going to tell my parents? 
And when I finally caught up with it in the middle of the woods and I was cutting open its stomach in order to get a beer out, (laughs) as crazy as I was at that point, I was less crazy than anybody in this room who's still a Democrat or a Republican. He's got the the new thing that he does, the rant is due. Oh, where he reads like something that other people have written and it kind of gives him hope because some of these are hilarious. Like the the rant about recycling and CVS receipts <laughs> that somebody else wrote that he reads out loud is just amazing. But, you know, obviously most of his own stand-up comic material is just fantastic. I'll, I found him like a lot of people did on The Daily Show. Yeah. Yeah. He's amazing. One of those people that doesn't get brought up when, you know, you see like those inspirational memes on Facebook mm-hmm. about if you think you're failing now, these people all succeeded later in life. He was in his 50s when he first hit a bit. Yeah, yeah, he's he's over 70 now. Oh, he's he is just I And I love the fact that the, the, the animator inside out really made anger do his physical movements. Like yeah. He's got that finger jab. Yeah. yeah. That he does with a sideways jab. Nice going, San Francisco. You're ruined pizza. First white <laughs> than you. Yeah. Well, well, one of the great things about him is he he posts his all his comedy shows live on Facebook as he's doing them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like the you know? the rent is due happens on Facebook regularly. Yeah. So you so can watch it live. So you can watch it live. So you don't. So if you don't get a chance to see him in in, in concert, you always get a chance to see him. You know, do doing something stand up, which is great. So it's nice awesome. He's not a dick. Yeah. Yeah. He's very he's very generous with sharing his comedy. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't like popped a vessel. You know. <laughs> oh, he's gonna be one of those guys that lives into his like he's gonna live into his late nineties. Just on his spite. He'll be he'll live on his spite. Yeah. His yeah, parents are like in their hundreds. Well, he looks like yeah, a type of yeah. down three ribeyes to me. I don't know. Yeah. They should, yeah. He's still like on his Facebook feed. He'll be like posing with his mom. Yeah. His mom's like 103. She's doing great. For 103. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any, right. Allen do you have any honorables, Joe? All right, for my honorables, uh, first up, is, my first honorable is uh, comedian Bob Marley. Okay. Um, you may have heard of him. Uh, he does occasionally on uh, uh, Men from Maine on WROR. Okay. Um, he's very much a local. He's a very local. He's a local flavor. local flavor. No, he, does, he does shows in... Uh, Nationwide and internationally, he's very his comedy is very much region based. You know, um, another honorable mention is Bert Kreischer. Okay, um, he did a couple of things on like the Travel Channel. Uh, oh, I forget he what he one of the sh- his show is he went he went around the country like the various amusement parks and tried to roller coasters and everything. But he's got a very very funny stand up. <laughs> Diane absolutely loves him. Well, he does his stand up without a shirt. He's like this big kind of like, he's got like this beer gut and everything else like that. He looks like this, he's like, he's like the party dude at the, you know, every big guy in college that that drank way too much more beer than he should have. He's a Northeast college comedian. Yeah. Even though he went to the UCF. Yeah. Um, another uh, honorable mention, Scotland's own Billy Connolly. Billy Connolly. Oh, Jesus. Billy Connolly was big in the late 80s. For about six hours. For about six hours. They t- I had to replace Howard Hessman on the head of the class. <laughs> you try and replace Howard Hessman. <laughs> and then my last honorable mention. Johnny Fever. Is that uh, Dave Attell. I saw him. I saw him too at the Comedy Connection. In, uh, when? 
Was it September? I, I, I saw him in September. I went no, to this him. was like 10 years ago. He wasn't that funny. I was just really drunk, and I was like, eh. <laughs> Well, this was when his show was a real big big thing. So yeah. Oh, like, he just Diane, was a miserable bastard. Diane wanted to go see him. And he's one of those comedians that's better at finding other comedians. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. No, he really is, though. I mean, that's that's. I have no talent, but you do. <laughs> Would you like to ride my coattails? Sure. Which means I can ride your coattails. So give it to me, you Abe-looking motherfucker. Give it to me. <laughs> but for my last comedian, another eighty staple for me, Larry Miller. The one thing he never got right on that barbecue, never got right, was the ratio of lighter fluid to coals. And he'd light them, they'd go out, he'd light them, they'd go out. And when he got mad, which was right about then, he would, somebody else's father must have done this, he would fill a plastic baggie with lighter fluid and tie it up and toss it on the coals from about five feet away. Not since the Manhattan Project has there been a blast like this. And they only did it once, we did it every Sunday. To this day, I think Oppenheimer got the idea from us. <laughs> Dad would toss that baggie on the coals. My mom wouldn't let us out of the house. I want to see Dad light the coals. But she made us get under the kitchen table and duck and cover. I'm not really all that familiar with his stand-up, obviously, because, you know, we remember him from the movies. And... Right. Yeah. Well, he had this one bit, uh, the five stages of drinking. Where he goes through the, like the five stages that you go through in a night of drinking on a weeknight. Yeah. And like you know, you, like stage three is like we're going to Florida, and then you pass out. <laughs> and then stage four, the little devil on your shoulder is going. You know what? I gotta go. I got. <laughs> I got. I got eight thirty with Hitler. I'm sorry. <laughs> I gotta call it a night. <laughs> Then stage five. Saddam will be calling soon, you know, I gotta... Stage, stage five, you come out, and you see people jogging, and they like it. <laughs> and then you see that big yellow thing in the sky, God's flashlight. <laughs> Dawn. Dawn always shows up and ruins the party. Yeah. That dead fucker. <laughs> but no, he's, 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 he's very much um, kind of that... Very kind of like, I don't want to say serious, but very like deadpan comedy. Very deadpan he is, but he came up in like the Seinfeld era of comedians, yeah. too. Observ- observational humor. Right. Pan observational humor. Nobody brought him up tonight. Honestly, he it's because... He's an awful comedian, yeah. I think. His, his stand-up has aged terribly. He hasn't done anything in a long time. And Why do they call it taking a dump when you're really leaving one? Who does yeah. that? Yeah, he's... <laughs> Tiresome. Yeah. All right, All right Mike, cool. you're up. Yeah. Honorable mentions. Um, Joel Hodgson. Okay. Awful. No, uh, no, I know. Uh, yeah, obviously he hasn't <laughs> done stand up in a very long time. But if you go back and watch some of his uh, his um, SNL or um, uh, David Letterman stuff, he's got some really funny stuff. Yeah. Very much a prop comedy. I mean, he actually appeared on SNL. Yeah. Once in a guest in a guest spot, like yeah. in the mid eighties. Yeah, early eighties. Uh, oh, say, didn't you just say that? And he said Saturday Night Live again. Yeah. I'm oh, defending you. Sorry. sorry. Oh, cool. Sorry. Go ahead. You don't do that very often. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who 
We had a music in 1990 show, Mike. Oh, you're fucked. Bring armor. <laughs> All right, next. Go and keep going. Uh, yeah, and my other honorable mention is I just I just discovered him today, actually. Name uh, Dimitri Martin. Dimitri Martin is an interesting case because, first of all, he's a lot older than he looks. He looks 19. Yes, he does. Still, to this day, looks 19 yeah. years old. How old is he? He's in his. He's my age, I think. Wow. wow. I know. He's a fucking fossil. He is a fucking fossil. But not my uh, But he looks well preserved. Yeah, exactly. My coworker Eric, he uh like I was talking with him about Mitch Hedberg. He said, If you like Mitch Hedberg, you should check this guy out. And so I watched some of his uh bits when I got home and yeah, he's got he's got that kind of like just one liner bits. Yeah. But they're really funny. Very well done. Okay, and your final comedian? My final comedian is Kumail Nanjiani. Okay. So I looked up what cheese is. Cheese is flu medicine and heroin. <laughs> so really, it's heroin. It's mostly heroin. Heroin's doing the heavy lifting. That drug cocktail. Not a new drug, mostly heroin. I can't just like sprinkle some heroin on pancakes and go, I have created a new drug. I call it pan shakes. Don't forget the special shake sauce. It's just maple syrup. And heroin. Um, oh, yeah, right, of course. Academy Award nominated. Yes, like, exactly. And he's going to be in the Eternals. Yep. That's right, he's going to be Bill. No, Kungo. Oh, that house close. Yeah. yeah. He was also on... Yeah, um, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. yeah. He got super yeah, jacked. jacked. What's the name of that? What's the name of the show? Silicon Valley. Yes. Yes. He was, uh, he was, I, think, I think he's one of the writers for Silicon Valley as well. Yeah. But, but he's, um, very, he's a very talented writer. Yes. Uh, but I, I actually... I just watched some of his stand-up stuff today, and it was so funny I put him on, put him on my list. Nice. Nice. But, yeah, he's, um, he's got a lot of, like, comedy... It's very observational comedy, but he's also got a lot of comedy about growing up in Pakistan. <laughs> he's got, like, you know, you know, boy, all, if you can find comedy in that, like all all his life he'd been he's been taught that looking lustfully at a woman is the same as stabbing the brother of the prophet in the back <laughs> with a with a knife. And so, like, you know, he's grown up all that, and then like when he was like twelve, he saw that commercial with, um, oh. Uh, the model with the with the oh god, Crawford. Cindy Crawford, Cindy Crawford, yeah. drinking. You know, she gets out of a car. She's got those shorts on. She walks over to the Coke machine, gets it out, brings it to her lips, and drinks it down. He's like, "I'm stabbing the fuck out of the prop in the back." <laughs> <laughs> oh. So he's yeah, he's got a lot of really excellent stuff. And um, he is he's praying for big things too. Oh yeah. In the last couple of years, he did he uh, wrote the big sick. Yeah, that's what he was um, nominated for Academy Award. Yep, yeah, yeah he, and, he is one of these up-and-comers, though. Yeah, he is. Like I said, he's going to be in the Eternals, so he has really got bigger things coming up for him. Exactly. He is extraordinarily talented. And like, he's, he's still a stand-up. Like I said about the, the Eternals, if that movie even cracks half a bill worldwide, the yeah. MCU can make those fucking hostess fruit pie ads <laughs> into movies, and they will make money. You can have two monkeys banging rocks together. <laughs> exactly. Hours. And people will still pay for that. Of course they will. You would. Well, at least it's not Harley Quinn. But I'm <laughs> All right. At least it's not DC. 
love Shazam. Shazam was absolutely fantastic. love Shazam. Wow. Have you seen Shazam? Shazam, Shazam was really good. Oh, I saw it. Okay. All right. So as um, on the, you know, on the DC scale, it's amazing. Yeah. On oh, a, it's gone with the wind on DC. <laughs> so um, Catherine already mentioned John Oliver and my honorable. So that leaves me with Seth Meyers, who just recently released a, a Netflix uh, special. And he did a really? really he did a really interesting thing with it. I'd never actually seen his stand up before because mm-hmm. you know he was he was the head writer on SNL for years and years and years. Yeah. He's got his own late night show. But what he did is like he spent a lot of time talking about his wife. He had this whole thing about when their second child was born in the lobby of their uh, their apartment. Be just it was just like she the the water broke so fast that she went into labor while they're waiting for the cab to show up. <laughs> And then he asked the uh, EMT to take a picture, and he's all smiles next to the baby, and the wife sees this look on his face like, kill him. (laughs) (laughs) But what he did was, because he's primarily a political comedian, he actually decided that he was going to put a skip feature on it. So if you didn't want to hear about anything about politics or whatever, there was a jump, jump from politics button on the Netflix thing, so you could just jump to the next thing. He's like, okay, so the button's going to go off in just a minute. But once it goes off, I just want you to indulge me with one more statement. Button goes away. And that's why I think Donald Trump really improved over the last few years. (laughs) Um, He is just, I love his delivery. Just the stuff about him not proposing to his wife after all the years that they were together. And, like, he was put into all these awkward situations where it might look like he's proposing, but he's not. Like, he dropped his passport in in Paris in, in this lake. And it's like, I could have leaned down to go get it, but that would have meant I would have been on my knee in front of my girlfriend. <laughs> and if you're going to go that far, you might as well just go to the embassy and get a new passport. <laughs> uh, but for my final comedian, um, one I was recently uh, introduced to, Tom Segura. He trains other cops in hand-to-hand combat. I think that's infuriating for those cops. It's not like we're hanging out. We're like, hey, man, do you want to do like a couple shots and then go down the street? Uh, Steven Seagal is teaching people how to throw punches. And we're like, okay. <laughs> no, it's you're a cop and you show up at work and they're like, we're going to go over hand-to-hand combat today so you can protect yourself if you're in a really dangerous situation. You're like, oh, cool. Who'd you bring in to teach us? Like some Navy SEALs or Green Berets? And they go, uh, no. Uh, we brought in Steven Seagal. And you're like, are we shooting a fucking movie this week or something? Like, okay, I'll pass, because that's ridiculous. I don't want to be a part of that. That's literally like if you were like at NASA, and they're like, all right, future astronauts, uh, we're going to go over space exploration, and to get us started, why don't you welcome uh, Captain Kirk? Come on out, man. And you're like, is he qualified to do this? And they're like, oh, you've seen him do all that shit. Yeah, he knows what he's talking about, man. Uh, a friend of mine, Francis, who you know from the Theater of the oh, Mount, yeah. Francis, uh, introduced him saying that he's he's unlike when – you, when you look at him, he's not exactly what he seems. So watch a Netflix special and enjoy. So when you first see Tom Segura, he seems like a lot of those other slovenly, just dude bro, anti-PC type of comedians. But – Oh my god, he just, he really fools you with how insightful he can be about, 
you know, just the most mundane shit. He actually, he's got this bit about, you know, as you can tell by this slender physique of mine, I watch a lot of TV. <laughs> and I'm watching this show on Discovery about Siamese twins. And I wish they would get into the real weird shit about it. Like, and they're just watching her go shopping and... You know, trying to find a date and all that. I mean, no, no, I don't want to see that. I want to see her sitting on the toilet trying to take a shit, what? arguing with the other head. I just want to see one head turn to the other head and go, ah! <laughs> What? <laughs> Real surreal. What happens when they go when they go dating? It's like, hey, I'm gonna go see Larry tonight. I think Larry's a fucking asshole. Oh yeah, well I'm gonna blow him tonight. So work on your ball game. <laughs> Oh, God, he talks about, like, going to this porn shop, and there's, like, this big, scary dude sitting behind the counter. He's like, you gonna check out the glory hole? <laughs> Is there somebody back there? And the guy looks behind him and goes, did you see any other cars in the parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, he's just, he's, he is so much fun. It's just, you can just, and he's on Spotify, so you can just, like, find him, hit the shuffle button, and just listen to a whole bunch of stuff. 80s porn's the best, because everybody's happy, it's not nearly as aggressive, and your stories are like, I lost my pants, what am I going to do with this thing? Well, it can come live inside of me for a week, <laughs> and everybody's happy, it's not like all the choking, and spitting, and titty slapping. What, what are you oh, slapping God. titties? <laughs> so, yeah. Jim? Well, I mean, I have to give you my last Yeah, shitty, the last shitty comedian, yeah. Um... It took me a while to come up with this because I don't tend to be as well, quite all right to be critical. But yes, you do. Um, uh, oh, please! It's quite all right, Jim. It's quite um, all right. Continue. I had to go and say the, the third worst comedian is the one-trick pony of the blue-collar comedy circuit. Uh, Here we go. I mean, the favorite of many, many children because of the fucking car movies, Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. <laughs> when I got told by one of my good friends, Tim, that he is the funniest comedian he's ever heard, he went down ten notches right there. And he'd already gone ten notches because he thought the Beatles sucked. Yes. Uh, is the most unfunny... Tim likes him? Of course he does. <laughs> You've met... Him, Joe. And you know what? I had facetious. I had trouble between Larry the Cable Guy and Dice. Hey guys, here's a great idea for a comedian. Let's get a guy, a greaser, who combines the brilliance of Bowser and John Travolta without nearly the talent. And let's send him out there and have him say dirty, dirty poems. Yeah, but, you know. Jim, they're not poems. They're poems. They're poems, that's right. You just proved that the 80s well, weren't all cocaine. It's funny it. you brought up that double album. Yeah. Because Dice's second album is a double album where he sat there for three hours and just tried to do improv. Oh. You need to have... There's what, the, the he only, needs to be on a leash. The only funny part of that is some woman stood up and starts to walk out because it was so terrible. He goes, hey, where you going? You're going to go take a dump? And the woman goes, you are a piece of shit, and walks out the door. <laughs> That's the funniest part. He's not even the funniest part of it. It is literally double cassette. Yeah. It is terrible. But back to Larry the Cable Guy. I have never even smiled no. listening to Larry the Cable Guy. I don't know why it's funny. I don't know why we need 12 redneck comedians. 
Oh, Jeff Foxworthy's really bad. I too. actually don't mind Jeff Foxworthy. What? Some of the and well, I mentioned, Foxworthy sounds British, so I understand. Go ahead. Well, no, just the whole like the and I mentioned this on episode sixty nine. The whole if you have to go up to your to the local water tower with a can of paint to defend your sister's honor, you might be a you might be a redneck. When he ever said if you use Slim Jims for a Christmas tree, yeah, yeah. Say, you yeah. might be a redneck. If you have a dress that's strapless and a bra that isn't, <laughs> you if might you, be a redneck. If you own fourteen guards and none of them have engines. You might be a redneck. I'm not a fan of any of those blue-collar comedians. In fact, there was a special. I don't know. I don't mind Ron White. Oh, I, just I, I, stop. Was, just stop. One, was, I, I was getting, like, when I was, when I was doing DJing on Second Life and we were putting together, like, a, a redneck hick show theme with, like, country music and stuff, and I got a bunch of the redneck guys, you know, clips from their stuff. And the stuff that wasn't part of their regular sets was the funniest shit ever. Yeah. Like one of one of them like they were like we're going to tell some jokes at the end that we tell each other. And there was the the one that was like Well, I was sleeping there. Like, no, no, no. It was like there's a magician on a cruise ship and the the captain has a parrot. And the the magician is doing tricks and the parrot's like, "Ah, it's in his sleeve. Ah, it's under the hat." Ah. And then so the, the, the magician loses it and like goes after the parrot. Eventually, the ship ends up sinking by some calamitous event, and they end up as they're on a stranded on an island, and it's just the magician and the parrot. And the parrot goes, "All right, I give up. Where's the damn ship?" <laughs> well, <laughs> that's um, the thing. I think I when they might be funny if they're dropping character. That's all it is. Uh, yeah, Larry the Cable yeah. Guy isn't even from the South. He's like from Ohio. And Ron White doesn't really do a lot of redneck comedy. No. Like, he he does this one thing about flying in this, like, puddle jumper, where he says you can still smell the model glue in the wings. <laughs> <laughs> and he's flying, he's flying, he's like... And the guy, Ooh, I just laughed. Damn it. And, yeah. the guy, <laughs> and the guy next to him is, like, all nervous. He's like, oh my god, do you think we'll... <laughs> I'm afraid we'll get into an accident. He's like, oh, yeah, probably. We'll probably beat the ambulance by a good half hour. <laughs> Well, thank you, everybody, for taking a squirt on my I Hate the Rednecks. <laughs> That's what we're here for, Jim. Oh, dice! Right. Fuck you, Dice! <laughs> well, I'll agree with you, Larry the Cable Guy. Cable Guy. Cable guy. No, he, yeah. you're, you're, what are you on that one? He sucks. I'm sure you're done. You're done. Give me 80 bucks for me to say, get her done. I don't care who you are. That's funny. You know what I mean? I'm shilling Prowlistek right now because apparently I got gambling debts. <laughs> My dad, my, my dad lives in the backwoods of New Hampshire. So okay, yeah. Well, the other side of the mountain? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so anyway, that was our discussion on uh, stand-up comedians. Thank you, everybody, again, for your contributions. Woo! Thank you, guys, Yay! for bringing some great comedians to the table. Um, so next episode, we, uh, we've we got our 30-year anniversary music episode coming up. We finally entered the 90s. That's right, bitches. It's time to talk about the music of 1990. Yeah. I took a sneak peek today. Oh, we are in for some fun. <laughs> we'll be discussing Nelson oh, yes. at great oh, length. No, I I got to be honest had... with you. When After the Rain comes on, I do turn it up. And I no. try to sing a cappella with it. Oh, <laughs> oh wait. we I heard a song on the radio today. This yeah. is from 1990. Yep, what? Gonna make you sweat, baby. Oh, music factory. Dance now. Eh, eh, I'll tell you something. Eh, eh. Anyway, well, I don't know if Freedom Williams <laughs> occupied the same jail cell as James Brown, but probably should have. Go ahead. Well, 
All right, so we're going to discuss that. So if you have a favorite album, a favorite single from the year 1990, we'd love to hear it. You can uh, email us at geeksaladradio at gmail.com. You can follow us on the socials at uh, Geek Salad Radio on Twitter, on uh, Geek Salad Podcast on Facebook. And you can also check out our archive of podcasts at geeksalad.podbean.com. You can also check us out on the Podbean app. Uh, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Music, and iHeartRadio, as well as YouTube, where we not only deliver the audio for this show, but uh, weekly retro movie reviews. Uh, right now, Mike and I are doing the DCEU. Oh, like, come literally, on. That's just, no. Oh, yeah, we hit low-hanging fruit the other day. We did uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. I drank from the bottom. <laughs> Oh, it looks like the joke is on us. Um, yeah. We, our audio cut out on us, so now we are tasked with doing this in post-production, which is always fun. Yeah, I didn't find it. We didn't discover it until I was busy editing. I got it all finished, and then, oh, we don't have an ending anymore. And I'm in Syracuse. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't want to just leave it with me because I'm not as good as Andy and they be together. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. So anyway, thank you for listening. Can't wait to talk about the music of 1990, which is coming up very shortly. Yes. Um, so until next time, that was Jim. That was Catherine. That was Joe. I'm Mike. And I'm Andy. Go for it. And we the difference between a tornado and divorce in the south nothing someone's losing the trailer number one <laughs> like, mm.